you have your Bibles, you'd like to read with us a very familiar chapter in Isaiah, Isaiah 62. Isaiah 62. I want to read, read that, and then we also want to read some over in Ephesians, very familiar again in the second chapter of the Ephesians. Been a good day for me and the Lord. So grateful and thankful he's been mindful of us. Our hearts and mind and thoughts have been much toward him today. Through and by his amazing grace, I tell you, grace. Grace. My goodness, what a word. What a gift that he has given us. Grace. I know many men say it's the unmerited favor of God. I'll tell you, that's a, that's a true statement. Boy, i tell you, it goes deeper. I don't mean to belittle that saying whatsoever. I commend any man that can see that. But when you begin to think about the definition of Strong's uh, where he said along these lines that it's God's divine influence upon our heart that God would divinely influence our heart until that it's reflected in our lives and that by that same grace he kindles in us that fire and that desire to show forth what God's done for us. That's grace. I'll tell you when he said in his word, without me you can do nothing, so true it is, so true it is. Isaiah 62. The Bible says, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. And thou shalt no more be turned forsaken, neither thy land any more termed desolate, but thou shalt be called Hephazai. And thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as a bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Buddy, I tell you what, that ought to make us shout. That ought to make us happy. I've set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. And give him no rest till he establish and till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, surely I will no more give thy corn to me meat for thine enemies. And the sons of the strangers shall not drink thy wine for the which thou hast labored, but they that have gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. 
And they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. I love that. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Ephesians 2, in the fourth verse. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We'll stop there. And it's a tremendous amount of scripture, but we want to, by the help of the Lord, and I pray that he had passed by this way. Without a doubt, he laid this on our heart this evening, uh, digging through the word and trying to find his will for tonight. I love his word. I stand amazed at it every time. And I know that we may have read and preached from this many times before. But I'm glad that God has the ability to make his word brand new. I'm thankful that he's able to quicken me and quicken it uh, together into one place to make it such a blessed thing. As we think about this, and he's speaking about the church here, for Zion's sake will I not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. I, I, I thank God for the examples in my life that he's let me read and understand and perceive by his mercies about the church and the Bible and all that he's done. And my mind's kept going back a whole lot this afternoon when that Abraham sent his servant back down into his homeland to bring Isaac back a bride. And I thought this afternoon in my own heart and uh, uh, my life, as much as this bride come, my friend, uh, when that servant got there, and if you ever read that, and by the help of God, it it leaps off the page and begins to speak to you. I hope that you can identify yourself with this bride that this servant went to get. I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, one day the Holy Ghost come to where I was. And he, as the servant of Abraham, the Holy Ghost, the servant of God, God himself, come to where I was and began to, to tell me what he I desired of me, and he took me back to Jesus. I may have known about Jesus in my mind. I may have been taught about Jesus. I may have been I surrounded by those who did, but I myself could not get there. 
But bless his name, he sent a servant, the Holy Ghost of heaven, and he took me to the very bridegroom himself. And friend, when this occurred, there was a marriage in my heart and my life. I am no longer my own, but by his blessed goodness and grace to my life, I've been bought, I've been paid for, I have been secured by the grace of God. Married under the blessed Son of God. And I know some may stagger and back up and want to run away from that and may anticipate a wedding one day in yonder's world. My friend, I fear many will die in the journey. They'll die and fall by the wayside hoping that, my friend, they might make the mark. Would to God they could get married to the Son of God in this world and know that they'll make it. Be able to testify the goodness of God in the land we live. The joy, my friend, of being married under the blessed one that God sent to this world. My friend, to purchase us, if you will. I thank God that I know these things to be. I'm not a suspicion or, my friend, imagination, but a reality of living a life as a child of God in this world. And he said here, my friend, as we read for Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. There's a passage in this I'd like for us to think on where he said, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. I know lots of people look way around the world and they look over there and they think, my goodness, this is, this is Jerusalem. This is Israel. I understand something. God's not designed for that piece of property over there to become a praise in the earth. God gave them that place. God gave them that land. God made it to be a habitation for his people. My friend, until Christ came. But I'd love by the grace of God to be able to preach just a few minutes tonight about the Jerusalem that God has thoroughly established in the hearts of his people. He said we were his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Oh, can you look down in your heart and do you know that God has done a work right down in the very middle of your being where that God laid off a place, friend, for him to dwell in down in the very center of your life. It's there. If you're his, there's a place in your heart, my friend, that God's created for him. Listen to the word of God. He said, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. It sounds to me like that God has taken an old place and he's made it into something that it didn't used to be. My friend, and he's changed its reputation. My friend, he's changed how people see it. He changed what was once coming out of it to what's coming out of it now. Until he said, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. Friend, I don't want them to see the righteousness of this world, but I want to be proud of what God has put in my soul. I do not want to be ashamed. My friend, I do not want to be confounded, but I want to be proud. I want to be able to be thoroughly furnished with the knowledge and wisdom of God to what God has completely established in my never-dying soul by the word 
and by the Spirit of Almighty God Himself. Oh, my, what He's done. My, what He's accomplished in the hearts of His people. Listen to the Word of God. He said, which the mouth of the Lord it shall name. My friend, I know that there's lost men. I know that there's church-going people who read the Word of God. Who, who, my friend, read after uh, the very eternal truths of God. But listen to me. There's a big difference in me looking at the words on this page and me reading them in the thoughts of my mind and forming them sentences and understanding with a, with a natural understanding of what's taking place. But listen to me. I love, and I want you to know you can love and thoroughly understand when this book begins to speak to you. It's more than just reading it. It's my friend God speaking to me. Do you not remember the words of the woman at the well? Never a man spoke to me like this before. Have you ever got down in the book and all of a sudden the book is speaking to you? And you thought you picked up the book to read, but the book read you and began to speak to you. This is a glorious work of God. It's a marvelous thing. He said, Thou shalt be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Now, my friend, if you think about this, and in your mind's eye, we see the Lord, and in His hand is a crown of glory. This means this is something that God is proud of. And I can promise you this, if your life, by faith in the Spirit of God, is obedient unto God, God will be proud. God will not despise and reject you. When he sees that faith, when he, my friend, understands that heart as being as honest before God and he knows all about us, when he, my friend, when our lives come into that presence with him, God, my friend, loves truth on the inward part. God, my friend, has made a way for us to be accepted in the Beloved. And when we move by faith in obedience unto the word, God is pleased. Listen on. He said, Thou shalt be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Precious stones laid in the wall. My friend, fitly framed together. This is the work of God. Now, how did we become a precious stone? Bryn, I promise you that if you looked on the outside of me, if you found a diamond, and there's men who mine out diamonds, and when they first find that stone, it doesn't look beautiful at all. But when it gets in the hand of the craftsman, my friend, and he begins to chip away that that's not necessary. And when he gets done with it, cutting on it, when he gets done whittling around on it, I promise you it is a beautiful stone to behold. And when God, by His Word, gets rid of our old outward man, slain by the sword and the Spirit, I'll tell you there's an inward one that can shine for God. Listen on. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. You talk about a word. You ever felt forsaken? I have. I felt like I didn't have nobody. 
I felt like I've stood right out on nothing, but I must confess this. God has never left me nor forsaken me, Lenny. He has always been there. Now, I've been forsaken and friends so-called and church members so-called, but I believe this. I've never been forsaken by the Word of God. I've always found what I needed when my heart got right. I am not forsaken. Though this world may convene against me, I'm going out of here a winner. Why? Because of me? No. Victory was won at Calvary. Heaven help us. Listen on. Now this is what God's saying about us children. Neither shall our land anymore be termed desolate. He says in another place in his word, let not the eunuch say that he has no seed. My friend, it may look like we're getting fewer and fewer and fewer, but let me tell you something, we're not desolate. We are not without habitation. My friend, God has sent His Spirit into our hearts, confessing that Christ is Lord. God has sent His Spirit into our hearts, causing our lives to reflect His glory in this world. We are not forsaken. Our land is not desolate. God is living right down in here. Listen on. He said, but thou shalt be called Hephazah, and thy land Beulah. What this world calls ugly, what this world calls desolate, what this world calls forsaken, God is able to raise up. God is able to beautify and glorify and multiply that that his hand touches. Has he not blessed us? Amen, he has. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. Listen on, so shall thy sons marry thee. And, the, and as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. It sounds to me like that God has put in place a perpetual family. That God, my friend, has promised to us that our sons and daughters can be married under the house of God. It sounds to me like God's put something in place that'll last and last and last and last. I tell you what I've seen in the days of my own life. The church endure a great trial and tribulation. And still we here are we are today. Listen on. I've set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem. I don't know about you men, but I'm thankful for the watchmen upon my walls. When that I would wander, when that I would go astray, they've been some watchmen that got in the way. And there's a great passage and it'll be a blessing to you should you take that word watchmen and watchers and research it in the word of God. You will find, my friend, where great kings who are recorded in here, my friend, speak about the watchers that have been put in place for our lives. Thank God for the men who's watched for my soul. Thank God for them who's preached to me the gospel. Thank God for them who's labored abundantly in the word of God. Thank God for them who wasn't afraid of men's persons, but still preached the word of God to my soul. Thank God for the watchman. Whoo. I love them. I consider them to be valiant men of God. Well, listen on which shall never hold their peace. Oh, thank God he's put a fire in us. Day nor night, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. 
I'm reminded in the word where he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Church, in the days that we live, there's times and events where we ought to see the house of God return with hearts and lives that's full. Full! So full, my friend, that they must make mention of what God's done for them. Have to. Listen on. He says, and give him no rest till he establish and give him no rest till he establish. And I could read that over and over. Understand something. Whenever my friend God begins to make a work and and an event in somebody's life, he'll also make an end. But I've also seen this as it was in the days of Nehemiah when they went about to build the house of God and there was a Sambalat and a Tobiah my friend, and you can read where they were trying to rebuild the temple and they had hindrances on every side. I must confess to you that in the days of my life when the house of God began to get serious and I, and I mean down to some serious business with God, they, they've been resistors rise up. They've been opposition show their faces. And my friend, we need to remember who it is that created our cause. How we need to be reminded who it is that commissioned us to the war. And my friend, they've been opposition since day one. And bless his holy name for the grace that he shall supply in the days of our journey. But I believe there'll be opposition till we leave this world. But that that God will establish a hold. That that's been established by God will stay still. I'm reminded also in another place where there's a woman by the name of Hannah and she was without children. God had closed up her womb. She went down to the temple in the days of Eli and her adversary Phinehas had provoked her sore and she wept and prayed at the altar. Her lips only moved, her mouth wasn't, her voice wasn't heard. Eli marked her mouth as if she were drunken with wine. He said, put away thy wine from thee. How long will thou be drunkard? And she said, count me not as a daughter of Belial, but I'm a woman of a sorrowful heart. She is weeping her way to God for her petition. Had opposition on every side, but had a desire to have a man child for God. She bore it on to him. God delivered it unto her life. She went home and raised that young and she told Elkanah her husband, I'll not go down this year. I'll wait till he's winged. I'm going to take him and leave him there. That blesses my life. She was telling her husband, I'm going to take your boy and I'm going to take him down to that temple and I'm going to leave him there. He didn't say you're not going to do no such thing. He said, what seemeth right unto thee do. But notice this, what he said. Only the Lord established his word. It can't be a want of my flesh. It can't be a want of my righteousness, my self-righteousness. It can't be something to make me look good in man's eyes. It's got to be for the cause of God. It's got to be for the glory of his kingdom. It's got to be there for the furtherance of his cause. And my friend, I promise you, I promise you, 
when God Almighty establishes your heart, you will be able to weather the storm. Not for your glory, but for the glory of God. Not for your name, but for the name of the Lord. And give him no rest till he establish and till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Could we pray? Could we ask God for them that's never testified about what God has built in their life? We read to you there in Ephesians. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. I'd love to hear hearts stand up in the congregation of the righteous and notify them. Let me tell you what God has built in the regions of my soul. Let me show you what God's but way down inside me. It's changed my life. Oh, till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Now Jerusalem was the capital city. Jerusalem is where the tabernacle of God was. My friend, until he wants that kingdom of God that he's placed in our heart to be a praise in the earth. He wants what He has done for our lives to be an outpouring praise in the earth. That don't mean in this world where you and I walk around, live, move, and have our being. That means right down in this vessel. This thing that He has built inside us until that is a praise in the earth. Praising God for what God has done. Giving God glory for what God has magnified and built. Do you not remember what the Queen of Sheba, we mentioned her this morning. She come over there because she had heard about the knowledge and wisdom of Solomon. And she come to prove his knowledge and his wisdom. And she brought gifts. She thought she would just awe them, I'm sure. That was all she brought out of the land of Egypt. I tell you what, my friend, it looked like a pauper's offer. I, I don't bother me one bit. I'm not trying to belittle anything, but I promise you this. When you see somebody of the world, I bring something of the world and try to impress the house of God with, it's nothing but a mockery and a shame. I'd rather just people glorify what God Almighty's built in the regions of their soul by the very hand of God Himself. It's a glorious thing. It's like none other. Nothing can be laid to it. Nothing can be taken from it. Because this is what God has done. To change a man's character. Well, now, preacher, I just don't know if I need my character changed. Are you sure? You know what character is? Character, described, defined. Look it up in Webster. In essence, it will say this. Who you are when nobody's looking. That's what character is. I don't know about you, but I can be honest. I have no need to lie. 
Maybe been some times in my life my character needed some adjustment. Why? Because the complacency and blindness and deafness that sin will bring to a man's life. I believe that God would have us to live a separated life. Completely. I believe God would have us to be holy because he charged us to be holy. Well, I can tell you this, if you're living a separated life and you're living a holy life, your character is going to line up with the word of God. And my friend, that character is how you're going to act and how you're going to carry yourself. And I tell you what, when you get to the place where that God Almighty is strengthening, establishing, and settling you and building his kingdom in your heart and in your life, that day by day as you live, there's more and more of God, and my friend, reaching out and getting into the very avenues of your soul, it's going to begin to ooze out of your life on every side, and you're going to have something to say about it. And heaven's going to say amen when you do. Oh, I like that. I like that indeed. Do you not think, my friend, that Rebecca had a testimony? My goodness gracious, here she was in a far land. A rich man, a very wealthy man, sent his servant down there to get his son a bride. Went down there, my friend, and he had seen his master operate and pray, and this servant also prayed to the same God. He wasn't through speaking until his prayer was being conducted in his very presence. That was the bride. That was her. Straightway he put his seal upon her. Straightway thou art mine. Straightway, don't hinder us, let us get back. Soon as she saw him, she said to that servant, who is this man walking in the field? He said, it is my master. She lightened off the camel and she put a veil over her face. She covered herself in humility, in subjection. Would that God today in our hearts, we could get to the place, my friend, that we'd cover ourselves with humility and subjection unto our husband, Jesus Christ the righteous. And my friend, that we could be adorned for him, that he may speak to the Father on our behalf. And we might see a child born. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. Oh, listen on. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength. Surely I will no more give thy corn to be made for thine enemies. There is a table for you and I to eat at that the world cannot get to. We need to get to that table and stay. He said, they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. I don't know about you, but I like it when he sets us together in heavenly places and the bread is broken and the cup is passed around and we're able to have holy communion in God. This is the bread. His spirit is the wine. My friend, when that spirit begins to come upon the scene and that bread begins to be broken and we begin to take it in, welcome, welcome to the holy sanctuary of God. Preacher, I just don't know if I'm not there. May he establish this in your heart. May he make Jerusalem a praise in your earth that you are proud of what God has built in your life. Listen on. Go through. 
He didn't say sit down. Go through. Go through the gates. That sounds to me like an invitation to go someplace. Not be content where we're at, but go through the gates. Get into the courts. Get into the inner courts. Get in there, my friend, to where the holiest of holies is. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway. We ought to be proud where God's leading us. We ought not to be ashamed where He's commanded us to go spiritually on a journey to a place of repentance, to a place of a contrite heart and a broken spirit. Oh God, that will not despise. To a place of growing in Christ Jesus. To be able to be made stronger for Him. That the cause of His blessed Son could be furthered in the days that we live. That we could see the journey helped instead of hindered. Listen on. My goodness, there's more here than we can ever fathom. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Children, it's the last days. Have you noticed how many earthquakes are being recorded? You see how this world is shaking of itself? I know some of the seismologists have said since the coronavirus has struck and everybody in the world has been sequestered to the homes, they said they've never seen the world so still, but now God's shaking it again. Earthquakes are happening all over the place. We're in the last days. I don't know why God gave it to me years ago, but He blessed me and He's helped me. And it's a fearful and dreadful day, but I can't help but believe I live in the last days. He's coming. Leonard, years and years ago, you've heard us preach that eastern sky's going to split. I believe I'm going to see it roll back like a scroll. And if today's my last day, it might as well have parted. I can promise you this, God is on His way. Oh, listen on. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him. And his work before him. His work. That means he's the one that's doing the labor. He reminds us in the New Testament, Without me ye can do nothing. Paul testified, I am what I am by the grace of God. Can you see the, the work that God has done inside your life? And are you able to tell the world what God's done? With God saying, Amen. And they shall call them the holy people. Oh, I tell you what, it's been a long time since the house of God's been called holy. Sadly. Sadly indeed. The redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Oh, goodness gracious. Do you know you've been sought out? Thank God I know he sought me out. I didn't find him. He found me. I wasn't looking for him, but he came looking for me. He walked the dark hills. He went into the deep valleys, into the very shadow of death, and plucked us as a brand from the burden. Made us a fit vessel for the kingdom of God. Sent us on this journey. Told us to cry loud and spare not. May we see His calls further in our days. May He make Jerusalem a praise in your earth. In the vessels that's sitting right here, though we may be few in number, six this morning and five tonight.
But I thank God for his word to my soul. I thank him for his word, his gospel preached to my life, not just to me, but through me and to me. I thank God for it. May we none be hearers. May we all be doers, not just hearers. Obedient unto the word that he has sent. I thank him for his help tonight. I bless his holy name.